0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
2: Talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Rams Up Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quartz, here for another round table with Paul Walia to discuss the last couple of weeks on the short week. We weren't able to get one in. But uh, so we got two games to discuss today, Paul. We got the Commanders and the Saints.
0: Yeah, uh ha- happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to the Ramley worldwide. Hope everybody's uh happy and healthy. Um we're excited. There's a lot going on in the Ramley uh world of things, not just uh Ram football, but I'm wearing in homage to staff representing the Dodgers and Showtime being back in LA. So go Dodgers.
3: Yeah, we got a we got a lot of that uh, that that crossover stuff with Shohei and sporting the Puka jersey and awesome and yeah, it was uh, it's good stuff. So, um, well, let's dive right in here. So let's talk about some of the takeaways. I mean, we have two games I think are pretty similar games, right? The Rams, you know, pretty well went out to big leads and then in in the fourth quarter just started giving up you know, a lot of, a lot of points, you know, in various ways. So let's start with the uh, end right now, and then we'll work our way back. But what is going on in your opinion, Paul, with this tendency to give up a lot of points and make essentially what for both games were one score games at the, you know, the last few minutes. So how, what's going on with that?
0: I think it's a combination of two things. So, so we'll work with, fourth quarter scenario so um concentration lapse probably more likely than anything else uh we saw that with uh with the play with witherspoon with jordan filler bit on a right. sort of a medium route you know and not protecting yeah. you, know, you got a two-score lead who cares at that point the clock is your buddy so th- you know that's another example and kobe durant uh also i mean obviously clearly that was offensive pass interference, but that's not going to get called. You know that. But that's one of the downsides, and that's something we'll talk about, is that you know, Durant, we know at the slot is just a different type of player. But when you have a player that's like a you know a buck 70 playing on the perimeter, that's what's going to happen. Those well, jump balls are gonna go in the other direction.
3: Yeah, well, but why was he out there in the first place? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're going back to the game, we're going back to the first of these two games we're talking about. The reason he was out there in the first place is because Kendrick you know, went back to being Kendrick and he was just getting smoked. And, um, yeah, you know, the Terry, scary Terry was just basically just, you know, teaching him, teaching the kid a lesson. So he got, he essentially got benched. And I don't know what to say about Kendrick. I've been one of his biggest proponents and I thought he really made a comeback after those few terrible games. And it just doesn't look like it, man. I just don't think we can re- we can count on him.
0: Yeah, he, you know his 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 also his concentration lapses, his lapses in football IQ. That's been the issue. You know he, the oh, I forgot uh, it was the Commanders game I think, where he had he blew a coverage, where there was no reason to. He bit on a route and then the uh, uh, he got hit with a double move. There's just no reason to. So he's just not mentally sharp. We know physically the kid can play. But he's just not mentally sharp, but yeah. But he's he's not
3: he's not fast though. I mean, physical. Yeah. I mean, look, on that one on that one with Terry McClory, I mean he got he grabbed him by the jersey 15 yards down the field and would let him go. And <laughs> you know, you know, I think it was Brissett just threw it out, threw it out there, and you know, the refs are like, Yeah. So I mean, he's just not I don't think he has the speed and he knows it to stick to stick with these guys. Over the top, and when I talked to a bunch of Georgia, afic- you know, fan aficionados, um, that's what they said about him. They said, you know, he was a six-round pick because he just doesn't have the over-the-top speed. He'll get burned, and if he doesn't have help, and he's if he's in man, and that's what people are doing. They're figuring out how to, these offensive guys, you know, they get paid too. They're get they're figuring out how to isolate him, and with their best receiver, and this is what's going to happen. So. I just can't see him being a part of our future, really, in, in any tangible way. I mean, maybe a backup or something. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I mean,
3: special teams.
0: the The Rams are in a sort of a, a dicey situation when it comes to the secondary. They're already thin to begin with. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they try to resolve the secondary scenario. the other The other part that leads to these collapses is the Rams not putting teams away early. We've talked about that. You know, you had that opportunity against the Saints. That red zone inefficiency really comes back to haunt you. So, you know, you can look at it and say, well, they were up by X number of points, but they could have been easily – that game could have been over
1: by halftime.
3: Yeah, right? they were – yeah, I understand. Well, in that Saints game, the uh, the Saints made that bonehead play and went for it on fourth and five. Right. And uh and you know, Stafford's like, oh, oh, licking his chops, goes down and scores. And so, and then they were up in that game. I mean, I, I wanna say like thirty to fourteen, or I mean it was something pretty significant in the fourth quarter. And they gave up two quick, quick ones. yeah, two quick ones. And that's the same thing that happened in the commanders game. They sure. were up, they were up a lot, and then they next thing you know, they're they're up by only eight and it's just it's not acceptable really i mean i know we're and i know this is a different kind of a year we're grading these guys on a different curve right um because this wasn't supposed to be what they were shooting for right we know that we were talking pre-game here about how if they had only built this team for the playoffs they would have been in by now right with a kicker and a backup quarterback and things like that you know sort of little little just little things like that and they didn't do it you know they were all about just hey let's just get the youngsters a bunch of play time we don't think we're going to make it and but hey here they are because all I mean so many of those youngsters have come through and uh and so it's kind of catch 22 you know they didn't expect to be here it's all gravy or, or however you want to put it. So.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I mean, think about this, like in the saints game, right. The the red zone status, just looking at it. So they scored a touchdown in the, in the first quarter, then they went 10 and 10 quarter two and quarter three. So let's say just one of those is another touchdown, right? You're looking at 21, seven halftime, and then you're looking at 31-7 by quarter three. yeah. So it makes a big difference. It really yeah. does. It's, you know, if you're the other coach, you're like, all right, uh, you know, you guys can sit down now, right? And you start, you know, not the teams give up, but it, I mean, that was a playoff game for the Saints. Think about it. They had to win that game. Yeah. But it does make a difference. You got to keep the pedal to the metal. And when you have those opportunities, you cannot, cannot whiff, uh, when you're inside the 20, you can't. You got, you have to bury it. You have to stick the dagger in when you have that opportunity. But, you know, so, you know, some other things that, you know, definitely come into play both in the commanders game and, um, in the Rams game that were positives was so, number one, shout out to D Rob scored again. Yeah. That was a great catch, great throw from staff, you know, and staff's looking sharp. Um, and if you pay attention to some of the stuff we've been talking about here, uh, Ramley Nation and worldwide, you know, a lot of the things that we've been talking about was trying to get that WR3 position to become, you know, not just effective again, but make it deadly again. And now we're starting to see that because D-Rob, um, I think he's got, what does he have, five yeah. touchdowns or four touchdowns?
3: Yeah, well, yes, of touchdown in each of the last four games. I mean, that's crazy. There you go. No, but you're right. That is such a difference. And we didn't have that. We certainly didn't have that with Van. And we, we didn't have it with, uh, I mean, and then our, even our number two with, you know, with, uh, Allen Robinson was a, a, as we know, a disaster. And then, you know, Tutu coming in, he did better, but he wasn't there. He didn't get a lot of, a a lot of, uh, uh, targets and, just yeah, here comes Demarcus coming in and he just he, instant chemistry, right? I mean, we we have, I was just you know go sometimes go on in Twitter and, and start bat you know blasting out uh you know bet opportunities. He was over 24 and a half yards, uh over under was 24 and a half yards for Demarcus in that Saints game. It's like that is a an absolute, you know, just gimme. So yeah, uh, you know, and but nobody knows, right? So how do they, how would they know? So anyway, but you know, he's. And you
0: know he's, what's he's, great? I think he's he's got four touchdowns. I think on something like it's like twenty receptions. So think about that.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, a
0: touchdown every five touches. I, you know, we could live with that.
3: Yeah, no, he's become a great red zone uh, threat for us, and and so yeah, really really thrilled with that. I mean, that's been a, I think a really undersung, um, under discussed reason for the ram's success uh and their sort of resurgence here at the uh you know winning five out of six or whatever it's been so well all right let's go into the the beginning of the game right both of these games unbelievable uh the play calling the balance it's everything we've talked about and begged for for you know this year last year and we finally have a, a run scheme that works. We finally have a running back that works. We finally have an offensive line that works. That, and everything seems to be in sync. Uh, I, I really feel like that Kyron is setting, uh, is really the run is setting up the pass finally.
0: Yeah, it's reminiscent, remember, of the girly days. And that, yeah. you know, that what, it was so great to watch and how McVeigh was able to keep the other team off balance. And you saw that in the Commanders game. You saw that in the Saints game and for Ram, for Ram Nation out there something to keep in mind when you watch these games watch the Rams' O-line they've had a little bit of a shift in the schematic in terms of we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks and they moved uh they haven't completely moved away but there's like a 2 to 1 ratio now the Rams actually lead the league as of this week the Rams actually lead the league in number of power gap runs so there are 2 to 1 ratio now with obviously with power gap, as opposed to zone. So zone is about th- a third of the time. So that balance, I think, has made a huge difference for the Rams, huge. The Rams O-line, have there's no other way to describe it. Andrew Whitworth was absolutely giddy when they were interviewing him after the Saints game, and all he could talk about was the O-line. And he kept using it, and it was great. There was one exchange, Tom, it was awesome. He kept saying, we, he kept saying, we. And then Tony Gonzalez chimes in and goes, just want to remind you, you're retired. You're not out there. (laughs) You know? And Whitworth just laughed. He goes, you know, once a Ram, always a Ram. But he's right. It is it is that weak concept. And um, just watching the O-line go to work, they were moving people. And one thing that really stands out, Iron Kyron with that patience, his running style. And how he sort of tweaked his running style—that little stutter step. Yeah, you watch him now in almost every running play, being patient, letting the big boys do their work, and letting that lane just open up and just taking what's there. Man, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, it's
3: that, it's that power duo run, and you know where he can go either way off the linebacker and. And he just, you know, he he shoots one way, and you know who does that? Really? I mean, better than anyone is McCaffrey. I mean, he just, oh yeah, he, yeah, he just he he shoots one way, and then it's boom, the other way off he goes, and he you know he knows what he's doing. He's setting it up. So it's yeah, Kyron is right there, and those two guys, you know, un, un, <clears throat> it's not a coincidence that they leave the league. The two of them leave the league over the last, you know, or or on a per game basis in in rushing yards. So. um, yeah, it's Kyron's been fantastic and, and McVeigh's scheme. Uh, we're not worried. We're not, we're not, uh, bitching and moaning about play calls anymore. And, uh, you know, it's just, they really are in a groove. You know, I, I think that they, I feel like if you can get out to a 30 to 14 lead at halftime or, or 28 to, uh, you know, 10 or whatever it's been, any kind of a situation, um, 21, seven or whatever it's been, I feel like, uh, you know that's pretty good, and then you start to pour it on. You're up by three touchdowns. I just don't feel. I feel like that is putting the other team away. You know, and then giving the other team both both of these games though. Going back to this point, two touchdowns within a you know a span of whatever it was, eight minutes, ten minutes, Um, and the Rams are forced to you know execute to run out the clock and not have to defend a you know kind of a. a, a two minute drill it's i don't know it's very frustrating i'm not sure that like you say what you know it might be just a lack of focus or whatever it is or you know some personnel issues but i don't know so yeah
0: another is. thing another thing that really stood out from both games too and more in the saints game when you watch the saints game i'm sure you noticed it was raheem just dialing it up oh, they yeah. were a couple of times they had five on the line You'll love it well we and you know that was one of the things I was really excited about at the beginning of the season was seeing Ernest Jones being part of that blitz package a lot more and it was awesome it was uh it yep. was I think that fourth down play and they had Ernest Jones as the fifth guy and I was I was pumped and the way it worked out and just Kobe Turner was just awesome on that play yeah just absolutely awesome and the way they're using him and they're shading him he's, pl- he's playing that one and he's just abusing the center on those plays. And it was, it was a great thing to watch. Raheem Morris being aggressive, sending the guys, you know, like not just handing over the first downs. The Rams playing down and distance much better. And that's something – that's the fourth quarter. Not playing the down and distance, not understanding the situation, not understanding the clock and time scenario. So that was – you know, it's really a lapse. But what was great about that was after the Saints game, the locker room speeches – when Stafford huddled the team, right to close out the speech, what did he say? He said, "We got to do a better job of closing out these games." Yeah, we don't, we don't want. And he—that's a leader. That's how you do it. Just, just throw it out there. Just, you know, don't point, no, don't single anybody out, but just let them know we got to be better in this particular type of situation But we're up. Because if you think about it. The Rams' offense is throwing up points, and they're going to get even better. Cup's not healthy yet. He's still not at 100, right? Whether he'll be at 100 at any point in the season, that's a different story altogether. But you could see that he's still hobbling out there, right? When was the last time you've seen Cup three balls hit his hand and then they hit the ground? I can't think yeah, of a game.
3: I know, I can't think yeah. of a game. Yeah. So That touchdown pass, I mean, it was a tough catch, but oh, yeah. he usually pulls those balls in.
0: And we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled. It's a couple of things. And by the way, Ram Nation, Cup turned 30 this year.
3: Oh, the, dreaded, the dreaded 30. The 30, June, right?
0: He turned, he turned 30. Not, But we all know that, that Cup is still able to light up whatever he wants. But once he gets healthy, think about this offense, man. It's going to be something else. Uh, one thing I will say, two things. Uh, I, I watched the Dave, um, Davis Allen interview. The kid's just got a great head on his shoulders, but you know he said something, and we've been talking about it. And, you know, and I'm, for me, it's a big deal. Is like you got to use your height, you got to use your size, particularly in the red zone. And the Rams start to do that. If you look at that touchdown of Demarcus Robinson, Stafford put it up top, beautiful. That's so exactly where you want it. They got to start. And if you saw with Puka, it was you know it was a quick, uh, a quick arrow. Boom! He used his size, shielded off the defender but the rams got to really try and figure out they've been trying to throw those fades to DeMarcus Robinson hasn't really it's it's come up empty uh the last 2 weeks but they really got to find a way to use their size they got a big big wide receiver core they got two really big tight ends they got to find a way to use that and that'll that'll raise that uh red zone touchdown percentage dramatically it's really hard to defend this kid Davis Allen man can dunk a basketball he even said it he you know that was his thing at clemson they used to throw it up there and he'd go get it and um i'd like to see them bring him in in those packages and put it up there and let him go get
1: it i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah.
3: Same thing yeah. with Puka. Yeah. I mean, Puka has yeah, been a, a, a really good solid. I mean, and Cup catch those passes well puka in particular catch those passes right on the goal line that they just turn and get their make their body big but yeah davis allen is definitely developing before our eyes i mean had a few mishaps over the last couple of weeks for sure but um you know it's, it's just ricky mistakes uh, but yep. yeah our, our lack of tight end productivity in the red zone even higby's been horrendous you know for the last several years it's uh not good like we need to definitely pick that up for sure so um on, on, on to the defensive side, when I mean, you talk about Kobe Turner, um, I mean, what do you think? What do you make of Nick Hampton getting run? And uh, how do you feel like he's played?
0: So I, I would really like to see Hampton and O'Shawn Mathis get a little bit more burn. I think O'Shawn Mathis has earned it. I think the defense has done some yeoman work against the run. So the Rams have really, really, and you know, uh, Tom. Do you know this guy? Uh every little step I take, Bobby Brown. Yeah. <laughs> he's so Bobby good. Bobby Brown's been averaging four tackles a game over the last four games.
3: Yeah, he's 95 it up for sure. Yeah, we're
0: going up- 95
3: <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into it a little bit with this next matchup with the uh with the Giants, but we're gonna go see uh the guy he replaced, right? Uh Aishan yeah in the middle next week.
0: Oh A'shawn, still miss him, still miss him. But um I uh-huh. guess we got released today by the Chargers. Sebastian oh. Day.
3: oh yeah, you know who picked him up
0: The 49ers. of course <laughs> that's that's, that's cl- classic right That's classic, right? classic. All right tell us tell us everything about the Rams tell us everything yeah. about their calls tell us about their tendencies. that's exactly what you did and he's a good player by the way. he is actually a good player if he's used in the right way. But uh, defensively, uh, Turner's definitely come to life. Um, Look at his sack totals. I don't think anybody was expecting that. He's great against the run. Uh, Donald is doing his thing, attracting the double teams, triple teams. Um, You know, Hoyt, eh, much better against the run, much better against the run the last couple of weeks. Uh, Roseboom playing great. Um, So the, the Rams, as a defensive collective on the front seven, I think have improved again. Probably the greatest improvement over the beginning of the season has been against the run. They are, they're they much much better against the run, much more disciplined. The gap discipline is there. If Bobby Brown can hold it together in the middle, it's going to make a huge difference on the rotation for the Rams. Right, uh, keep Turner fresh a little bit more. Keep Donald fresh a little bit more. Get a little bit more pass rush zizzle. The one thing, the one weakness for the Rams right now up front is that you know, that pass rush is not getting there with the same consistency that we need. And um, that's going to be an issue down the road. So they have to find a way. I think Hampton's a, a great player, an aggressive player. I think, you know, as a designated pass rusher, just having him, just moving him around the field and letting him just get, get after it, right? Keep it simple. I think that'd be uh, a great thing for this, uh, for the Rams blitz package, um, really start to develop that and find their go-to four. I mean, their go-to four right now, right, we know is Young, Donald Turner, and Hoyt, right? But, you know, mix in a couple of other guys here and there, you know, go to that five and and come after uh, some teams, I think that'd be great to see. The secondary, you know, Johnny Johnson's playing well. Apart from that one mistake, Fuller's been playing well, Um Kobe Durant I think I think he's gonna be a difference maker if he can sit on the slot what's gonna be the problem Tom who is going to be that other corner yeah opposite Witherspoon? that is the issue just don't have can Kendrick, right. yeah can get can Kendrick get his head right can the Rams pull a rabbit out of the hat again somebody gets released the Rams get on it bringing in a veteran corner for the stretch run you know
3: who that might knows, be the man. solution. That's, that might yeah. be the solution. Yeah, at this point in time, I mean, I feel like Shelly was playing okay over there. He's done. You know, he got hurt. Um, yeah, and I mean, There's dead, no
0: other way. Either yeah. either Kendrick gets his head on right, or you're going to have to, you know, see who's ever out there. Listen, it worked with Weddle. Made a huge difference, right? Yeah, and and Raheem keeps it simple, right? Raheem keeps it simple when it comes to the coverages. So. You know, that backside rotation is absolutely crucial to the Rams. You know, and these lapses that we're seeing, you know, you, you need to, you need a savvy veteran back there, and that can make all the difference. And you hit the nail on the head. Listen, it's just like back in uh, Grady show on turf days get that big lead and let the defense play downhill.
3: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like it's going to be, I'd, I'll take Kobe Turner right now. I mean, like you said on that one, uh, on that touchdown at the end of the saints game, it was, you know, he had his whole, he had a hold of his, uh, Jersey all the way. So uh, I'll take Kobe Turner definitely over Darian Kendrick. I mean, he's, he's a much smarter player. He's more athletic. He's faster. Right. Um, you know, he's just a little shorter, you know, so I think we're going to have to and roll. It's not so
0: hard, yeah. And it's not so hard to find uh, a decent veteran slot player, right? There are plenty of them. Yeah, league. and
3: and I, but I, you know, shout out to uh Quentin Lake, right? He's playing oh, fantastic.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah, he's playing great in there. So, um yeah, so good stuff. Well, let's move on. Let's wrap it up with a a kind of a look forward at this Giants game, right? So, in their last game, Devito gets benched. uh In comes yeah. Ty, Ty, Tyrod DeVito. Taylor. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor comes in, and you know he looks just like Tyrod Taylor has always looked. He'll Make some great plays and just completely miss other open receivers and use his legs a little bit and you know just beat Tyrod and uh good for him. Um, so I'm not sure who they'll roll with. Who do you think they'll roll with? Uh, coming out, I I think,
0: yeah, I think that I that I have no clue, right? But uh, shout out to Tommy D. Uh, he's from Jersey, yeah, Yeah. he's from Jersey, Jersey boy. Um, so yeah, I mean, for the Rams, the Rams have to come in with a game plan. They have to do two things. They have to like really – so, you know, it's and it's something for everybody out there to be aware. Listen, every game is tape. That's the way coaches think about these type of late uh, season games, right? Everything is tape. Everything you do out there is tape you know so sometimes if you see a coach do something odd out there you know why they may they might want to see how a defense is reacting they might want to see how an offense reacts they want they might want to see how somebody a team reacts to motion right this that's what it's all about you want to be able to go into the playoffs to see what are the hot trends going into the playoffs think about it you put in a new wrinkle teams don't have a chance to react to that until game day right right so that's the thing. So, you know, I have a feeling that definitely McVay is going to install one or two things. And one of those things might be is, you know, finding a way to get 2-2 in there for a couple of vertical routes, you know, as part of that rotation. Because that that three, plus you got Ben Sko for his wicked blocking, right? And every now and then he can catch a pass, right? Hands hands have improved dramatically. But if, that vertical, that vertical part of this offense is right now the missing piece. DeMarcus getting downfield made a huge difference. Pook is getting downfield. But when teams start to compress because the slot receiver, which is Cup, right, who's still struggling a little bit, it's not, it's not to the point. Remember when, we, when the Rams won it all, the slot was, it was automatic. Cup was just slicing and dicing people. When that hits, it's a wrap. This offense is going to be lights out. So you might see them try to uh, wiggle uh, Tutu in there for uh, you know a couple plays on the rotation. And they got to do something with Trammel. They got to do something. I don't know if Tutu is in the right mindset to get some more burn and maybe return kicks. But we're giving up field position in huge chunks. <laughs> Trammel, I mean, he catches the ball and it's like his feet are moving, but he goes nowhere. And the, and the Rams really can't take advantage of that field position aspect yeah. of it.
2: Yeah. He and was, if they he, do he roll, with,
3: he fell into default in that position.
0: You know, uh, was, yeah. 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 And if if the Rams are going to roll with this kicker, the other thing is this they have to make a decision. So, and, it, and it's, they wouldn't be the first team. A lot of teams have done this that anything above 45 yards, and unless it's like a game winning, game tying situation, they're not even going to attempt it. Right. And I think they might have to go that route with this kicker, right? Because they're giving up field position at crucial times. They have a kicker, a punter, that can drop it within the 20 consistently. They have a defense that is starting to show some teeth. I think that's the way to go. I think the special teams, this third phase cannot be a liability. That will cost you in the playoffs. The third phase will make a difference in the playoffs. Whether it's a positive or a negative is for the coaching staff side. They really, if they're not gonna go, and McVeigh has said it publicly, he's not gonna roll with a new kicker. Don't know why. I mean, listen, he's the head coach. We're not. Um, I predicted it would cost us two games. In all honesty, it cost us more than two games this year. So be a very different record. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, against the Giants, they got to play it smart. They got to play uh, field position to their advantage and pedal to the metal from kickoff. Bury this team early. Uh, with all due respect to my boys in blue, the Giant fans out there, bury this team early, go home, you know, with no major injuries. You know, it's, it's a double win. And then we watch the scoreboard, correct? And see what has to happen for that niner game
3: yeah for the well for the seattle game this week right we're hoping if uh if uh, if seattle loses to the steelers then the ram the rams take care of business takes the rams, care of business baby. The rams the rams are in the playoffs and um and then we'll see what happens yeah i mean and then and then if if the steelers i mean sorry the rams have to win but if the uh, seahawks do beat the uh the steelers then we got to take care of it. Then it's going to be a, uh, then it's going to be Rams versus Niners. And I mean, it could be, it could be a game where, you know, let's fast forward there. Right. I mean, if, <laughs> if the Seahawks win and the Rams have to win and get, get into the playoffs, then that Niner game is huge, right? It's the Rams yeah. Niners. The Rams are, you know, the Niners just, just had one of their worst games of the year. And if not their worst by, you know, a, a long sh- shot and the Rams have to win to get into the playoffs. The Niners have to win to secure the number one seed. Like guess it could be a massive game.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this, this giant game is absolutely uh, more important to the Rams than people realize, right? Not only, I mean, every game to me at this point is a must win, but uh, the Rams got to take care of business, but they also got to do it efficiently. That's the key. And one thing I think which would be really nice to see is the Rams going back to that two-headed monster in the ground game. So we know Iron Kyron is doing work, but you know, you got Rolls Royce sitting there and that's his thing, man. He loves to uh, bring it between the tackles, man. You know, you don't want to run this machine into the ground just yet. You still got to get, you know, you want to get into the playoffs and then you want to cut these guys loose. So, um. Yeah, they gave
3: Ronnie Rivers a run last week. Absolutely.
0: But, you know, Rolls-Royce is such an underutilized weapon in this offense. And he could be such a, he could take a lot of, you know, a lot of that load off of Iron Kyron and still batter the opposing team. I really thought we were going to see him in the latter part of the New Orleans game. I was like, all right, this is perfect. This is time for him to roll down that, you know, uh, roll down that clock and just churn away those first downs. I would have liked to have seen him out there. But yeah, uh, yeah, especially with that him. power gap scheme. Ooh.
3: Yeah, he hasn't been getting he, – he, with uh, Rivers back, he looks like he's almost third back at this point. Well, yep, yeah, so we're off to uh, to New York and got to put these Giants away see what happens with the rest of the league and with the Packers and the Vikings and everybody and the, uh, and the Seahawks uh, we'll see. I mean, we didn't think we were going to be talking playoffs there. And I didn't think we we're going to be talking playoffs at this time of the year. And it, it, it all goes back to just the trust and the belief in these youngsters who have so many of who have come through. Um, you can, it's really not many that have been given a chance that haven't come through. I mean, maybe a, uh, stetson bennett you know has some personal issues and mm-hmm. i mean aside from that there really aren't a lot of guys that haven't really been given a chance that have uh you know haven't come through i mean maybe you could talk kendrick um you know and, and maybe a couple of the other second year guys um, mcclendon and and so forth but other you know in general this all these rookies are really really stepping up so that's why the Rams are where they're at. Uh, certainly, you know, a couple of superstars with, with guys like Puka and, you know, and and Kobe Turner and Byron Young and you know uh, Steve Avila, who you know we we uh, just amazing. So they're, they're really their their top three picks plus Puka have really stepped up. So good to see, and and they'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm still you know a believer that that this isn't a team that's going to make a Super Bowl run, maybe a a, a playoff appearance maybe a playoff win um, if if they really excel. But this team is really shaping up well for next year. And, I mean, these guys getting so much experience, just super excited about it. So, uh, well, we'll end on that note. And, uh, Paul, uh, we missed Ian tonight, but we'll uh, look forward to getting Ian back in here with us next week after the Giants game. And with that, we'll wrap it up. This has been the Rams Up Roundtable Tom Court, your host at Ramspeed on Twitter, Paul Wallia in New York at 42. <laughs> Co- and uh, to close lock and horns, baby. That's it. That's it. So uh good stuff. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Paul. And we'll catch you next week.
0: All right, bring back the Bob and Weave, boys. Bring back the Bob and Weave.